we, uh, fine, we're there. Okay. Um, I think we have some explaining to do. Um, Renee is not her usual cute self. <laughs> I just realized before we started rolling, I was like, I don't have a ring on. I don't have earrings on. And, no you've, jewelry, and you've probably worn no that. Way. You know, you're always like, well, I don't want to wear the same thing. Oh, yeah. I you think know. I might have worn this sweater. I don't know. So there's no earrings. There's no um, earrings. Delilah kicked our butts last night. Yes. She, uh, I think you were still wearing the clothes you slept in, actually. Yeah, I don't even change. I'm still in the uh, the sweat shorts. Yeah. She, Renee, Renee was like... I was going to put on cute booties, and I was like, uh-uh, I don't have the energy oh, for dude, cute Dude, like, like four in the morning, Renee's like, Steve, help me. And I'm like, well, and then Renee has a, a, a habit of the, her tone scared me. It was a You're, text message. No, I was I didn't get the text message. It was the help me and I was I'm doing okay. I jumped out no, of no. bed like we oh should, crap, like what what like what's going on? And then she was like, I can't. We I should, just can't. We should clarify that I am in the master bedroom with the baby in a bassinet and yes. you were sleeping upstairs. In, in what we call the grandparents. The grandparents' room. room. I'm in the grandparents' room. So then Renee comes up there and then and then the goal is that um, Renee goes, you know, through the night and then 6.30 or 7 in the morning, I wake up, I grab Delilah, I take her out of the room so that you can then sleep At till... At 7, so I sleep another hour and a half. Two, two hours, hours till 9. Yeah. And then I get Garrett ready, Miss Betty shows up and helps. Yeah. And today has just been <laughs> full on well, shit. She... Well, let's also explain that not only did Terry and Nathan show up... Uh-huh. Um, the we, camera guys. Our camera guys were here. Yep, just set and up then the, we have six guys in the backyard right now, sawing and sawing grinding. and drilling, <laughs> and then putting and then the septic tank light went off. So we got to deal with that. So and we're then, hoping that our house is not full of poop when oh, we walk out this and, room. <laughs> and then Renee, being Renee, no, I want the fireplace here. And can we measure it? And and like the poor guy that's in charge, Milton's like. Uh, yeah, sure. Where, where do you want it? What do you want it to look like? So not only are we dealing with Delilah kicking our ass. And, I feel like I need stints for my oh eyes. Oh my god, right dude! Now. And then I mean, I'm still. I so my routine is I drink my co- I drink a gla- uh, water, then uh-huh. I drink coffee, and I'm usually done by now. Oh, that cracked me up this morning. Steve goes, walks into the restroom and he goes, I feel so behind. I haven't had my water. I haven't had my coffee. I haven't had a shower. I was like, oh, you mean like every mom of a newborn? <laughs> oh my God. Stop. Stop. Wow, wow, wow. And then by the way, Cry Terry, by the way, Rick, listen to this. So then Renee very quietly at the coffee machine goes, um, oh, this coffee machine, we're not supposed to be using filters. Are we back at the coffee machine? So the whole time, it was her fault. She's the one that bought that coffee machine. She should find, get get up to speed. I should have read the instruction yes. manual and know. Like you tell me. <laughs> Don't you always tell me? Fair enough. Read yes. the instruction manual? Yes. <laughs> but it was funny because it was really cute. She was like, oh, I don't think we're supposed to use um, coffee filters at all. Hee hee. Hee hee. We, we basically fought because of me. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of Delilah kicking... And by the way, and it's like... At least we got a good brew this dude, morning. Dude, this baby is literally two months old. Oh. Not, did, e- not each. No, she's not, not two, two months, months old. old. How is she wearing out two grown adults? 
I think that's what happens in the beginning. They I'm don't like, sleep in the I'm beginning. Like, oh no, you know what it is? It's that she wakes so she wakes up at three to feed. And I usually have a hard time getting her to go back down. It usually takes like that feed because she slept for quite a bit. She's a little riled up, and it takes me about four before she's like back out. But but, I, but this morning it was not till five thirty. From three to five thirty, and she was like fussing, and I couldn't console her. I changed her. I re-swaddled her. I was like, okay, you don't want the baby straight jacket. Let's take it off. Like <laughs> nothing would make her happy. So finally, at five thirty, I went upstairs, and I was like, you gotta help me. No, like, it was I'm more like four thirty. No, it was five thirty. From I, three to five thirty. I know. <laughs> I was watching the clock. <laughs> I was living it. And, and, and then, but but I, I mean, I will say, and again. You know, I'm always honest on the podcast, and I, in my head, I'm like, Steve, don't say this. You're going to catch shit. Um, <laughs> I'll say it. Catch some no, shit. No, <laughs> there is definitely something to be said about a mommy and a newborn. You have more patience than I do. You are better at it. I would agree with that. I, yeah. And when it happens not, at like 7 or 9 p.m. or even 10 p.m. or even midnight, I can I, handle it. Right. But, but I don't at 3 a.m. from oh, 3 Steve to 5 30. sexist. Like women. No. Renee. In, okay. Let's just make this about me and Renee. Renee has. I'm better at it than you are. You are. <laughs> You're be, now, now, don't get me wrong. There's other things that I'm built for. I right? I just I hit a limit at five thirty and I was like I need to tag out. Like, but don't I get just, me wrong. It, like when we used to drive when we were poor people and we used to drive from <laughs> L.A. to Texas. That was a twenty hour drive. Yeah. I can handle fourteen of the twenty hour drive. Yeah, I didn't do that much. I did. I right? would do five six hours was my max. Renee would be like, I can't. I'd be like, I, I can't. Yeah. And I'm like, we're, you're two hours in, dude. No, like, I, I worked up to six hours. So um, four, I, I, five or six. So yeah. the routine that we had, we would leave LA at about nine o'clock after traffic. Yeah. And I would tell Renee, go to bed right away. And I would drive from 9 p.m. until 6 a.m., which usually got us to El Paso. Yes. And then at 6 a.m., Terry, I would go and sleep from 6 to about, and then Renee was just like, I, babe, I can't. I, I just help me. I can't. And then I would wake up and finish off the drive. But what I'm saying is that I'm built for it. Something about me. Well, you've had a can, lot of practice. Your years and years on the road. No, like, you, no, no. Because even me, when we first started making that drive, you're right. I could only do like four hours. Three, four hours. And then I'd be like falling asleep at the wheel. And so, and then eventually I worked my way up. But, but even then you're, you've only worked your way up to five or six. What, <laughs> what, I, what I'm saying is there's something in me, right? Yeah. And I don't know if it's a man, woman thing. I don't know. There's, there's just something in me that I can do two hours. There's something in you that can handle the baby better than right now, better than I can. You have more patience. You. Oh, but you know, I, I mean. But, I, it, but the also part I of the problem is my personality because I can't sit still. No. Yeah, for sure. So I'm like, wait a minute. I'm stuck with this baby in my hand. I, I got things <laughs> to sure. do. Right. Like, but I also think going through what we went through in that experience adds like a level of gratefulness and patience. One, you know, like just so happy to be holding her in my arms. It's a different perspective this go round. And two, I, I did it. We did it with Garrett. So I know this time around that those feelings of overwhelm and those overwhelming phases they go by fast. It's are gonna all be short lived. Right. Yeah. You know, and, but, but also there's also like, 
you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, I'm not a big guy, but I'm a brute. And um, I can't sleep with her in the bed. You can't. You, you mentally can go to, and I'm, I'm like, I'm going to roll over on her. I'm going to kill, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I can't go to sleep. I'm freaking yeah. huge compared to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I don't, I don't want to, so I, I can't sleep. So then like this morning, the only time she would chill was in daddy's chest, right? She would get in my chest and I would just lay there. It's that skin to skin. And, yeah. And then I'm like dozing off and then I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like, if I'm going to roll over and my baby's going to die. And then that's going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to ruin my life. But she kicked our ass this morning. So that's why Renee looks like shit. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what? I was like, maybe if I draw my eyebrows on extra dark today, <laughs> it'll make me look more awake. If I put on a lot of blush well, and extra and dark then, eyebrows, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, Miss Betty comes now to help us with everything. And even Miss Betty, who is, and she's like the most positive woman ever and she's like super hard working you guys look like shit yeah even she was like <laughs> delilah's winning you know like this little girl so that's why we look um well that's why she looks the way she looks i i always look like this I, this is this is yeah, no i was like braid and ponytail it is today um but the, the new studio uh, we 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 None of this shit is going to stay. It looks so empty now that all the birthday decorations are gone. Now I really got to get on it. Thank God. And finally, that crap. And <laughs> exactly what I said was going to happen. Did, did you guys see Renee's? No, okay, I was going to say, we have to, catch, yeah. we have to catch everyone up. Oh, so, my God, dude. On my Insta stories, which I've left in my highlights so that <laughs> everyone can go back and watch it as many times as they want. Remember the yard signs that I got for Garrett's birthday that Steve like had a conniption fit over? I do. I called, yeah. I called the sweet lady and I said, my husband will kill me if I pay for these again, but you want to be in on the joke. And Caitlin at Card My Yard was like, sure, I'll come. She put them all up in the yard for Steve's birthday. And she didn't just leave them for one day like they normally do. She left them all weekend long. <laughs> no, here's the, so the podcast, my birthday's not till Saturday. Right. Right? Right. The podcast, when did the signs go up? We filmed on Wednesday when did or you Thursday. Have the signs, the signs up? went up on Friday morning. Friday morning. Yes. So. One day no, before your birthday. We filmed on Friday. Oh, we filmed on Thursday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we filmed on Thursday. Renee took pictures of, after we filmed the podcast, of birthday balloons. So that sent off the, oh my God, it's Steve's birthday, right? Text messages. Your social Instagram, going off. right? And I'm just like, oh my God. So then Friday, tell him what you did. Friday, so, Steve goes to drop off Garrett at school. And when he comes home, all the signs are in the front yard. He dude. is so grumpy. He walks in so upset. I'm so mad, dude. And, and I'm just like, are you like, fucking Like grumpy kidding? bear coming in the house. And, and, I, and, and so then we got into this argument and, and I explained to Renee. I said, I go, I go you don't understand. I don't like it. I don't like the attention. I don't, and then, and then and a part but of it But it also is, made me feel a little sad for you, like to see you get so grumpy and uncomfortable about it. So then why did, but that was like, the, the conversation we had. I go, so why did you do it? I go, I go, I have repeatedly over the million years we've been together said, please, please. It, it, that's so why I go, you, I go, you literally. 
Maybe well, because wanna, at some point I think you'll like accept it. I'm like, do you want to ruin my birthday? Do you want to ruin my Maybe birthday? Because you're fucking you into accepting it is basically. What do you know I'm what I mean? Saying. I'm like, you, you fucked my like you. I, I mentioned it. I was like, there's, 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 he's these are like these things. I was like, because I've already talked about how much they cost us. Well, and not only no, I don't like the and so then, but there's anxiety on my part because when somebody wishes me happy birthday, I want to thank them. So now I have all these birthday messages coming in and now I'm getting anxiety because I want to thank them, but I also want to work on the pavers in the backyard and I still have a tree to trim and I have a whole bunch of stuff that in my head I want to do, but now I'm being distracted. I get home, the fucking signs in the thing. And then, and then, but then I told Renee, I go, baby, like, I don't understand. Like if Renee came to me and said, this ruins my day, please don't do but it. it shouldn't day it's like really sweet and fun but it's like up to you what ruins my day no but you (laughs) do you know what i mean like you know and and then so then i get now i'm taking over your day (laughs) yes so then people are like oh my god grumpy trevino just be happy i'm like i would be really fucking happy right now if there was no sign of the yard if there was no friday surprise if there was no cake if there was no pictures I would be fantastically happy, but Renee has put four fucking days together of making me unhappy. Oh. And so then I go, I go, babe, I go, I go, I don't know, I, I, I could understand if I never told you that it bothers me and you did it. And then I go, hey, listen, like it, it ruins my day for whatever reason. Right? Maybe I need therapy. Maybe I need counseling. I think so, yes. Okay, great. But it <laughs> Should I get you that for your birthday? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> counseling, therapy, something. But I, I, but I told her, hey, Terry, I go, it fucks me up. It really ruins my day. I go, so if you really want me to and have that a makes, good but birthday. But that makes me sad that that really ruins why does it your make day. You sad? Because it's like, it's a nice, sweet gesture, and you are so giving. And the way you get so much joy out of surprising people and making their days and doing things for other people, you put all of that out into the world. There are so many people who want to give that back to you. And the fact that you can't accept it but, but, is like no, no, no. sad. But the fact that people watch the podcast, watch and share my comedy, buy a ticket when I come to their town, all of that is, is already too much. It, it, it bothers me. But you make others feel special. I always make In your everyday special, life. And other people want to be able to do that for you. And then when you respond the way but, you do, it makes a person who's done something nice for you feel uncomfortable. But you want to do something nice for me? Don't do everything. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. No, no, no. But that's my point. You want to make me happy, right? Yes. You know what makes me <laughs> Yes, yes. You know what makes me happy? <laughs> Not making a big deal about my birthday. That makes me happy. And you know what else made me really happy? Right. What else made me really happy is when I go, I'm going to make a wish, right? Because I played oh, along. Oh, yes, I know I'm, what you're going to say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make a wish. And then Garrett goes, I bet I know what you wish for, Dad. At dinner when we were sitting and down I go, eating dinner. And I go, okay, Garrett, what did I wish for? He goes, for health and happiness for your family. That, that your and family say, is safe. I go, that's oh. exactly what I wish for. I go, that's all I want for my birthday is a roof over my family's head and for my family to be healthy and happy. That's and all that I made want. me so teary-eyed because how sweet that this yeah, five-year-old knew what your wish was yeah. without you even saying it. Like you because, made him feel that way. But I talked to him about it. Yeah. 
right? And, and we have those conversations and I tell them, hey, the things that are important to me are not a birthday party, are not balloons. The things that make me happy and hopefully he learns from me and realizes that, hey man, I don't need things to make me happy. I don't need things. I need my family to be healthy and happy. I want to be able to wake up and work. All yeah. those things are important to me. And if you really want to make me happy next year, don't do shit. <laughs> no, but but for Garrett to see too, there was no big unhappy. There wasn't a gift. There was no big present or monetary item. It was making you feel special. There it was, was balloons. There it was, was cake. It was little things. I already feel so special. I enjoy working. I enjoy, you know, doing a project or being part of a project. And learn, I want to learn, right? I want to learn how to do pavers. I want to learn how to build a fireplace. Yeah. And I enjoy uh, learning things. I enjoy um, being able to um, look at a project and, and work hard at that. I just That's what I enjoy. You've always talked about how you like um, seeing something through from start to finish. <laughs> we got a drill. And then a baby, a baby crying. crying. <laughs> home studio. Home studio, yeah. Um, what were you saying? No, you've always said that you enjoy seeing a project from start to finish. And because your comedy career has been so all over the place that um, it's well, satisfying for I you mean, to start something and then finish 1, it. 1,000% because I think the guys in the room right now will tell you and, and Terry and, and Nathan and, and Rick that in our business, there is no clocking out, number one. Yeah. There is no plateau. There is no being done. There is no... I made it, right? Yeah. I mean, you got you got somebody like like Joe Rogan, who's a stand-up comedian. You got somebody like like Dave Chappelle, who's a stand-up comedian. They're still working. Spotify wrote Joe Rogan a hundred million dollar check. He didn't go. That's it. I did it. Yeah. Right. I did it. It's over. So there's no there's no. It's a constant grind. It's a constant, you know, uh, working in this business. So when I when I cut the yard. When I do landscaping, when I when I work on a patio, there's such a satisfying feeling of I started something and there it is and it is finished. Yeah. You know, so I enjoy yeah. that. You know, but but I do I truly enjoy doing stuff for other people. You know, we, we had Anthony over yeah. yesterday, you know, and, and you know, I've been doing these mixed martial arts classes and, and I have a habit of, of being nosy. When I meet people, I start asking questions. You know, where do you come from? Who are you? Yeah. You know, do you have, you know, two parents? Did you grow up rich? I mean, I, I like, I really want to get to know people. So at get, Garrett and I are both taking mixed martial arts at the same place. And um, one of the instructors there, Anthony, you know, I'm always there early and I have a few moments with him and, and Anthony's great by the way, like he's so amazing. good with the kids. Yeah, and yeah. and I just spent I've been spending, you know, ten minutes almost every day with him and just prying into his life, right? Like, where are you from and who are you? You know? So then finally, last week he goes, I go, I go, man, I go, what do you really want to do? He's a young kid. And he goes, um, I wanna be a professional kickboxer. And I go, Okay, so what are you doing to do that? And he goes, um, well, you know, man, I train here and I, I, you know, I train with the best people in, 
and New Braunfels, and I go, look, man, I go, I went to the comedy store, not because I like LA, but because I had to see where I stood amongst the very best. Yeah. That's our gym. Yeah. And that's the best gym in the world is the comedy store in Los Angeles, California. And I need to find out where do I fit in? And then when I got there, two things happened for me. Number one, wait a minute, these guys aren't that good. Number two, oh, I need to get better and train here, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I take it back. Oh, these guys aren't that talented, but they're good. And they're good because they're here, right? So I happen to be friends with um, Victor Ortiz, the boxer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I called Victor up and I said, listen, dude, I go, I got this guy who wants to be a pro fighter. And then Victor goes, I'm in camp right now. I fight in San Antonio, Texas on February 27th. We need sparring partners. How much does he weigh? And I told him, I go, he fights at this weight. He goes, send him over. Nice. So I called Anthony up. I'm like, guess what, dude? You're going to Victor Ortiz's camp and you're going to get trained. You're going to be a sparring partner and you're going to find out how good you are. And he goes, well, I don't have any money. I said, you don't need money. I got you. So he came over. I bought him a plane ticket. Got him a hotel. One of the blessings uh, of coronavirus, plane tickets are cheap. <laughs> yeah, plane tickets are cheap. Um, and, and then Anthony was like, you know, and that's another thing. So Anthony comes up to me and he goes, man, I, goes, I just don't, like, why are you helping me? And I go, I'm helping you because I was you. Because somebody needs to help you, right? And, and I go, after this, you're on your own. I go, this, this is just the spark. I'll give you a spark. You got you to gotta light the fire, Right. And I go, I go at the end, I go, and I go, and also what you have to realize is I'm not helping you. I go, I don't help people that don't help themselves. I don't help people who are dicks, right? If I'm helping you, it's because you've been so great with my kid, yeah. right? I watch you train. You're amazing. You're, you're, you always call me, sir. You're always respectful. You're a hardworking guy. I go, that's why I'm helping you. He's just like a sweet, kind yeah. guy and he right. exudes it. Yeah. I don't, I don't help random shitheads you're a good person you know yeah. so that's what i enjoy that makes me happy and and i don't need i'm not sponsoring a fighter and and you know hey anthony your next you know your first pro fight man i need i need 10 percent because i bought you an 85 dollars fucking flight you know <laughs> <laughs> no I, I want the guy to succeed and i and i told him i go look man at the end of the day i go for sure you're gonna get there and, and you have to realize that no matter what happens, your dream's not over. I go, you may get there and go, oh, I belong here with these guys. Yeah. Or you may get there and go, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I'm behind. I go, that doesn't mean that your dream's over, it means that you gotta work harder. Yeah. And now you at least know where you need to be, right? I yeah. go, but don't get there and go, oh shit, I don't belong here. Right. You know, I'm going to go back to teaching five-year-olds. Yeah. No, it's now I know where I need to be. You know, when I first started going up at the comedy store, and back, back then there was nobody there. And, and guys like, uh, you know, these guys that were door guys and comedy store guys, they would get, like, there'd be like eight people in the audience. And they would kill them. And I'm like, but I kill on the road. Because at that time I was on the road all the time. Yeah. And I realized that it was a different muscle. I'm like, oh, I need to learn how to kill 
eight people. And then once I got that, how to make them laugh? Like, it's weird to hear you yeah. say kill over yeah, and over again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, by the way, four of them have their suitcases because they don't want to rent a hotel and they got to be at the airport. <laughs> right? The other two don't speak English. And then there's like two people that are actually, and they're wasted because by the time I get up, it's one o'clock in the morning. But it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> And dude, now, you know, but I also, I also truly believe that there's going to be a hole in comedy and that hole is going to be there because the comedy store now, their lineups are ridiculous. You mean like, um, a, a gap in talent. talent, a gap in talent. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a gap in talent because all the guys that were my generation, um, that were scrapping it out at the comedy store in front of. <clears throat> shit audiences night after night after night after night yeah we, we became calloused we became monsters there's nothing that can can stop us there's nothing that scares us there's no yeah. situation that we walk into and who's your like your group um me john caparillo steve renazizi sebastian Montescalco, brett ernst uh burt kreischer tom segura Okay, so we had a uh, <laughs> we had a power surge. Yes, uh, we've got the the we <laughs> got the baby crying, got the pavers being grinded, power going out, um, and then I just like I <laughs> oh, it probably stopped the washing machine mid cycle, yeah. so we're gonna have to start that again. And then I just think about like the neighbors across the street, dude. He's always like, "How many people live over there? <laughs> what y'all? What do y'all have going on?" I'm like, we always have literally. 10 cars in our driveway almost every single day. But, um, but we're we, back. Yeah, we, no, we, were, we were just talking about how there's there's going to be... Well, I mean, we, we were, at that time, truly scrapping it out at the comedy store. And nobody was there. We were performing in front of literally, you know, half a, a, a OR, right? Mm -hmm. Original room. There'd be... When it was good, there'd be 80 people in there. And during the week, there'd be... 13, 14, 25, yeah. you know, and all, all of us. And, and by the way, none of the big guys wanted to be there, right? David Spade didn't want to be there. Kevin Nealon didn't want to be there. I mean, all these guys who Because it was sad and depressing. Right. <laughs> and all these guys that are there now, they didn't want to be there when, when it was sad and depressing. You yeah. know what I mean? And now they've all... Well, pre-COVID, you know, the comedy store had had a resurgence, and it was like huge. the I mean, cool every place room, to be. Every room was full, but but what's going to happen is, so these comics who are um, working the door, who get stage time, mm -hmm. are comics who are becoming regulars <clears throat> at the comedy store, they are now performing in front of amazing audiences, right? Instead yeah. of performing and having to make nine drunks laugh, they're making everybody laugh. Audiences who are there to have a good time, right. who are there to laugh. Yeah. So they're not gonna get, and I hope they do, because I'm friends with them and I, I, I root for them. And, and but I just think that the, the 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 callous that you get from learning to truly not give a fuck. Yeah. When you walk on stage, because that's how you had to be. You'd walk on stage and you're like, look, I have to really not give a fuck because. Yeah. And it just made you really strong. Yeah. You know, and, and that's not, that hasn't been like that for probably four years now. So now you have a four year gap of door guys and young comics 
now performing in front of right but you you say that and then now i think but yeah now at another level to it covid the comedy store has been closed for covid m- march will be a year and then at another level of well you can't say this and you can't say that the counterculture and, pc right and that's offensive and don't do this and well we don't joke about this and we don't joke about that right yeah. so now you're gonna have you but know, you've had these comics living in LA that have not been on stage for that's another, you have to be on almost stage. a year. Almost a year. That's that's crazy when you think about it like that. We, and now there's a mass exodus of people out of LA, you know, through this process. So what's it gonna what's I it mean, gonna be like when it comes back? Well, the, the PC is the thing that scares me the most. The freedom of speech and and the idea that that you know there's things that oh don't talk about that. No, we're comedians. We should be able to talk about anything and when you walk into a comedy club and I walk on a stage to do comedy, be prepared for a comedian to try to make anything and everything funny. Yeah. However, me for example, I have my lane, right? And you know what I do. Yeah. I talk about my wife, I talk about my life, I talk about what I do on stage. If you if you walk into my show and you're not married or you're not a Steve Trevino fan or the per, the perception of our relationship is very honest and very real and it's our relationship, right? And I say things to you in real life that is inappropriate mm-hmm. and we're okay with it because that's our relationship. Right. So then I say those things on stage. Oh, I see where you're going. Right? So then mm-hmm. people go, oh my God, he said that to her or he did that to her. It's like, hey- right. This is my show. Right. Right? We're in a comedy club, right? right? Then you got other guys who their thing is to be extra raunchy and shock extra value. shock yeah, yeah. value and extra dirty. And they enjoy taking on heavy, heavy subjects, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is we have a, a generation of, of these different comics that, okay, I know that so-and-so does this. I know that so-and-so does that. How are we going to be any different with the young comics? Because the young, they can't develop into that. Well, it's almost like the dark comics have disappeared, right? Like yeah, there's no they, room for a, a dark comic anymore. Right, and they can't develop into and become really good at... You know, I was laughing because Miss Betty was like, hey, I have these shot glasses. I, I think you'd enjoy oh, them. Oh, is that where those came yeah, from? I was just you, looking at that. Do the you box want is them? Awesome. And yeah, let me show you. So... You know, this is a perfect example of how soft. I remember these uh, glasses when I was a kid, right? You, you know do? what they are? Yeah. I so, will know. When the lights went out, I was like, what is this? And look, I was reading the box. They're literally called strip tease highball glasses, right? Four 10 ounce glasses. Just add ice. Gals, not girls, gals. Hey, these gals, right? <laughs> Hey, gals, right? These gals on glassware strip before your eyes. And I remember being at Uncle Eddie's and at Elva's, uh-huh. and they had these glasses. And it was just normal. And nobody got offended. It wasn't the end of the... I mean, imagine having these glasses out now at a party with a bunch of people. You know, oh, people are going to love this. Hold on. What's weird is I love vintage. Hey, hey mom. Yeah, we're filming a podcast. You're on it right now. Oh, my. Well, I just wanted to know if you got your birthday card. I'm a little worried. Um, did we get it already? Not yet, no. 
Not yet, Mom. Don't worry about it. I love you. I don't need a birthday card. Oh, <laughs> I love you, Mom. I'll call you in a minute. Baby, Bye. We'll call you later. Okay. Just when you thought your birthday was over. It keeps going, dude. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, imagine having these out, right? Like at a party. Yeah. And a kid, like, dude, I would grab them. I'd be like, ooh, right? I'd grab them, put some, <laughs> put some ice in there, you know? And ooh, titties, you know? But, it, it, you know, nowadays it's like people are so like, oh my God, can you believe they have those glasses? And it's funny. And everybody's having a good, like, does it have to, it, it's just, it's gotten so sensitive that it's going to hurt comedy. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you don't like what I do or you don't like, you know, find the comedian that you enjoy. Yeah. Right? And go to that show. But the problem is, what I'm saying is that now, these young comics are not going to be able to develop into whatever they're going to be because Because they're afraid to say anything on stage. Right. They're afraid to say anything. They don't want to go against the grain. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it, it, you know, cracks me up, um, you know, and we don't do politics and I don't do politics, but even politically, nobody wants to, to question, you know, the, the ideals of the right or the left or even attack those subjects yeah, because they'll get attacked. Well, even when you say you something know? or you post something and it's not at all political, it gets politicized right now. That's, it's crazy. Well, and then you look, you know, I was telling you, I was looking at, um, Eddie Murphy delirious, uh-huh. right? There's no need to cancel him. Had he done that special today, you would go, Oh, guy. Right. Right. But he did it. He was 23 years old. He did it, I, I don't know when that special came out, but it's... Is that 80s, 90s? What was that? It was probably 80s. But it's like a stamp of t- of the time, right? Right. You know, right. things change, right? Attitudes change, and I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with, hey man, let's not use that word. Yeah. Right? But don't take it away from me. Yeah. Don't say I can't use it to, to try to be funny. You said stamp in time yeah. and not to go back to my life in quarantine, but I wonder like years from now what that will be like for people to go back and watch my life in quarantine with the audience members wearing masks. Nobody's going to watch it. They're like, I don't want to watch that shit, dude. <laughs> it just reminds me of 2020. <laughs> like, I don't even want to freaking watch it. But that special is going to be like a weird, trippy stamp in time. Yeah. Well, but I hope, because of- I hope soon we're not, I mean, I hope we're not wearing masks for the rest of our lives. Like, I mean, that, but that's kind of what we wanted it to be, right? We yeah. wanted it to be that you know, kind of stamp in time, you know, but, you know, things have changed and, and I, I do understand that, that things do need to evolve. However, questioning things, thoughts, trying to make, and that's what they don't understand is that, that the, even the formula for comedy is tragedy plus time equals funny. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. that's, so if there's no tragedy, and we can't talk about tragedy, then where's the funny, right? So it, it gets it gets hard, and and we go through it all the time. Where, you know, people go, I just wish you guys didn't cuss so much. I know. You know, and and I'm like, yeah, I hear you. I feel like now that we're filming in our home, we curse more. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed that? There's more curse words now that we're at home. But home but studio. you know, look, I I, I I mean, we we know a lot of people, and there's very few people that we know that <coughs> don't cuss. Yeah. Right. Or say bad words in a, in a conversation. And, and for right. me, it's the way we talk. It's, you know, 
Um, but, but you know, and I also feel like Garrett does need to know the difference between this is adult. It's for adults. Yeah. You know, and this is for kids. Yeah. And when you're an adult, you can make a decision. Right. As to, you know, like at, at, we were at the party, the birthday party on um, Saturday and several of the kids were drinking Dr. Pepper. Right. Oh, uh-huh. and, and Garrett came up to me and was like. They're drinking Dr. Pepper. I'm like, well, that's not you, dude. You didn't tell me about this. What'd you tell him? Well, I told him, I go, that's not you. Yeah. That is an adult drink in our opinion. And you do not drink Dr. Pepper. And he goes, well, you let me have a little bit of Sprite. And I go, yes, I do let you have a little bit of Sprite, but there's no caffeine in Sprite. And then it turns into, well, what's caffeine, right? Yeah, because we've never had that conversation with him. Right, but explain to him that, dude, that's not for you, right? Instead of, oh, hey, parents... I can't believe you let your kid drink Dr. Pepper. Oh, no, we'd never do that. I don't care. Yeah. They're your kids, man. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If they're doing heroin in the back, I'm going to speak <laughs> up. But if they decide that their kid is old enough to have a, a Dr. Pepper, well, yeah. that's on them. But it's not for our kid. Yeah. But doesn't mean I'm not going to hang out with those people. Right. Well, that's it. We can't, you know, oh, my God. They, you know, they were drinking Dr. They let their kid drink a Dr. Pepper. And by the way, I don't know if the parent was like, hey, you know what? It's a birthday party. You guys are running around. Here's a treat. Yeah. Right? I don't know. But my point is, hey, man, you do you. I'll do me. Yeah. You know, but also explaining to Garrett that it goes back to the don't don't curse in front of my kid. Do you really believe that your kid is not going to hear these words? Yeah. Do you really believe? Or is it better to to be realistic and go, I know that my kid's going to hear these words. However... You don't say them, dude, because yeah. they're not appropriate for you. Yeah. Real simple. Yeah, and I feel like as a woman, even with curse words, I feel like I subconsciously use them for effect when I use them. I don't know. I mean, I think it is what it is. But if I can get your picture on one of these glasses, <laughs> that would be fantastic. None of that right now. <laughs> but as always, we got to thank our friends at at Aztec Chevrolet for yes. for really um, continuing to support and continuing um, to uh, be a part of this podcast. We honestly, at this point, could not do it without you. Aztec Chevrolet, give them a call. They will get you anything you need. 361-358-1681. Give them a ring and they will take care of you at Aztec Chevrolet. And someone said in the comments, because we do read the comments and I'm sometimes answering them at three in the morning <laughs> between feedings, but someone said they don't like the home studio, that they miss the old studio. So I just want to let people know this is not what this is. Like, oh, look, this, I, these chairs came from our formal <laughs> living room. This table is from our entryway. Okay, like, let, let's just for the people that watch. Uh-huh. Okay. I need from you, because I am off this week. Okay. I need paint color. Okay. And I need chairs and a table and a carpet because I am getting tired of having to move these chairs back outside. Okay. So the chairs and the table might take a little longer. Okay. Because, guys, we're trying to find a table where we can table, drill a table hole I in understand. and put Table, in. I understand. But chairs, okay. what's the problem? You got okay. a week. You got a week. Two weeks. Well, you got to order them and stuff. There's shipping. And There's stuff. furniture stores around here that you can go and buy things. I know, but I'm picky. But, but no, no, look. I found a really cool shelving unit at um, a vintage store. And if it's not sold yet, 
I we can pull the trigger on the care. shelving unit and the paint. I don't think you're gonna. I don't care. Get it. He said, "I don't care, guys. Get it." I, but I, I've always said that. Okay, so Timmy's I've gonna. Always said, Timmy's gonna go pick it up. Whatever. Are you gonna go pick it up? I'll go pick it up. Okay. Timmy, go pick. Somebody go pick it up. Okay. But what I'm saying is. Let's get it done so that people don't think our our studio here is sad. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. You know, and and by the way, the sound is a little bit bouncy. It's because we literally have nothing in here. Yeah. We we had this carpet extra from Garrett's toy uh, room, in the other house. So we put on the floor to absorb some sound. So we put it on the floor just to absorb some sound. But <coughs> curtains you can get. Yes. Nobody sees the curtains. Curtains and rugs. Yes. So let's go. Okay. Handle it. Anyway, but the studio will be a work in progress. Yes. Um, but we have glasses. <laughs> we do have titty glasses. And I'm going to pull them out at parties just to piss people off. Like, <laughs> like if there's some bougie parents that come to our house, I'd be like, hey, uh, let me make you a drink. And then like start mixing it as the titties come out like like old school internet. Deep, 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 deep. Like it just goes out. <laughs> yeah. Like it's loading, but... Um, uh, this episode was interesting. I, I think it yeah. kind of went on a, um, yeah, yeah. uh, kind of a tangent, if you will. Yes. Uh, um, my life in quarantine too. So we don't have a specific date yet. You guys stay tuned, but we are going to do a watch party. So you'll watch it on Amazon and you can also be on Facebook at the same time and we'll answer your questions and chat back and forth with you. We, we are We're going to make it our date night in. We are doing anything and everything we can to promote our special to um, connect all of us together. The more you watch it, um, the better it is for us. And it's really not about money. It's about being able to continue to put out specials. So if this special does well, that leads to the next one. If it doesn't do well, it becomes very difficult to get a special out to you guys. So we're doing anything and everything we can. Um, to but also in like at a, at a time when you can't do meet and greets after your shows, this is kind of a cool way to, to, like you were saying, to connect with people, to see if the jokes are still relatable, to see if people are connecting with it. And I, I don't know exactly how it works, but I think we'll be able to um, talk, interact. We're, yeah, we're going to host... <coughs> A viewing, and then people can chime in and ask questions and comment, and we can respond to them. Very exciting. Um, I can't think of anything else that we need to cover, but it, it really was an interesting show. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I, I'm probably gonna get in trouble. You know, I, I get. <laughs> yeah, I, and then the other man, I got, and I, I haven't shown it to you, but man, this guy like went off on me. In Messenger, and I, I lay down to, to look at messages, and this guy was like, F you, and you're a piece of shit, and you're never going to make it, and you're fat, and you 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 have sex with hookers, and like, like, like he went <laughs> no, off. No, just glasses. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he went off, and, and I'm just, and he was like, you need to humble yourself, and, and I was like, oh my God. So I, I you know, I, I messaged him back, and I was like... Hey man, did I do you wrong? Yeah. You know? Felt like a personal attack? Yeah, I go, did I do you wrong somehow? Because I'm always about fixing it, right? Yeah. I go, hey man, did I do you wrong? I don't ever want to lose one person. I go, I go, hey, did I do you wrong? Or, or you know, um, you know what happened? Oh, but I think there's also some people that you just can't make happy. Well, no he was one of those where, where he was like, you know what, dude, F off. And blah, blah, blah. You couldn't even make eye contact with me. And you couldn't even give me the time of day. And you were having fun with your friends in San Antonio. And you couldn't talk to me. And, 
you know, you white ass Mexican. And I was like, I go, I go, I go, Hey man, I go, honestly, I go, if, if I did that to you, I truly apologize. I go, I'm sorry. It's never my intent. Oh, right? but at a gig, you're juggling but so like, much, babe. You're, I mean, you have a very busy green room and there I was are like, people I mean, that come that you have to entertain. I was like, like, holy crap. Like this guy's. So finally, I mean, finally it ended with me going, look, I've asked for your forgiveness. Obviously, forgiveness is not in your wheelhouse. I go, so listen, man, good luck to you. I'm sorry. Truly sorry. And good luck. And he was like, well, hopefully this will help you humble yourself. And I go, it did. Like I just told I go, it did. I didn't say anything bad about him. I go, but it did. Thank you for pointing it out to me, and I will do better. And, and I mean, but it was like, holy crap. Like, oh, my God. I, Sometimes I, it's not about you. It's about them. Maybe. Um, but I love you all. Um, we, we both love you all. Um, We're both so tired. I am Renee with an A. Please follow Renee on, on Instagram. I am Renee with an A on Instagram. <laughs> and, and I also think that we should do a Stephen Captain Evil podcast specific page. Oh, yeah? On maybe Facebook or something so that, you know, anybody that's a fan of the podcast... We yeah. have those discussions, you know, that I'm kind like, of I thing. I can barely and, keep up with one. I don't know. Uh, well, that's what I mean. We put everybody yeah. kind of in the, in the same place. But um, the audience is growing, and that's because of you guys. So please Thank continue you. to like, continue to share. Oh, I got so many messages, too. People were um, sharing on their Insta stories, watching uh, the special this weekend. A lot of people were sharing awesome. that. That was really cool. Thank you guys for doing that. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Aztec Chevrolet. Um, we're loving... Uh, doing these things and we will see you soon.